All right, Manny. Well, we're here at Denver. Um, just so everyone knows, you know, we've been hanging out, kind of talking about the, you know, some new stuff going on with like the PRCA directors and with the rodeos and everything that way. So, Manny, I, I, you know, I think you're doing a great job as a director, and I just kind of want to talk to you a little bit about your job and just things that go into the rodeo that probably most contestants don't know about. So, give me the rundown on the team roping director's job. Thank you for having us, because I, I like to let everybody know exactly what we do because I think there's so many of these young guys don't really understand pretty much everything we are responsible for uh, and it's really I take pride in it so I don't mind doing it right and I, I really have a lot of joy because I'm it's like I'm involved I'm involved in every rodeo in the PRCA so I, I love that because I that's been my goal is my dream is I wanted to live my life through rodeo so this is what I I haven't made the NFR, so this is probably the next best thing for me. So, right. But, you know, it starts off with committees. Every committee is going to want something different. Why? Because for hundreds of years now, you've been at that rodeo, and it's they want different. And and people, they sell the same tickets to the same people, so they want, when then people come, they want to see different things. And I get it. A lot of committees want to have complete change and have all these different changes and all these different other things with no bonuses, no extra money. Now there's committees out there that ain't up and they say, Hey, for 10,000 more, we want you to rope a walking fresh steer down a lane. And that's what we want to do right. with a 40 foot barrier. So now I have to whittle this out, find out where the steers come from, find out, Hey, what do you think about wherever, what road Anchorage, Alaska, them having this rodeo with 40 foot barrier. What do you think? A lot of guys would say, man, I think it'd be fun for 50,000, but for 2,500 added, they're like, hey, it's been good for 2,500 the last 50 years. Let's just leave it like that. So, so I'm the middleman. I got to do the committee. I got to talk to the committees. I got to talk to the stock contractor. I got to talk to the contestants and then approve the rodeo according to what we think we have to do. I'm pretty much the voice of the contestants. Right. So, like I've told you before in other conversations, it's not that hard. It's a process. They are always trying to find the cheaper way out and more, they want more bang for their buck, basically. It's, it's what they want. And I'm that guy that has to say, okay, well, look, we can do this for this amount, or we can do that. And this, you know, so I'm the mediator. I'm kind of the middleman trying to get everything going in the right direction. Right. And, you know, then it goes into the rodeo with the stock contractor. What steers do you get? Hey, what, what do you got? And they might think they're great, but we might think they're not very good. Because we're, sometimes, I've heard the comment, man, my practice steers are better than these. But you're right, because we like to rope with good steers. So, so then it's like setting the barrier according to what they're going to bring. And then... You know, like I told you before in other conversations is everybody has a card. Permits, cards, any member is allowed to call me and send me a video. It's 2019. Everybody's got a phone that records. Send the video to the steer for proof to the co contractor, hey, this steer ain't no good. This is what he's been doing. Can't have him at the next one. And then their steer number, and literally on my phone, it's so easy. I can just copy, paste, email straight to the office. The office emails the contractor, hey, you can't bring 37 back. Well, then 37, the contractor called me and said, hey, man, what's wrong with 37? He's been good. Sent him the video. This right. is what he did. 
it costs my guy money. So if, if we can get that chain going the right way, I feel like we can stop the bleeding, rope better steers. Believe it or not, a lot of guys say, well, they don't care. A lot of them contractors care. and they, they, There's a lot of them take pride. A lot of them don't care. There's a lot of them that just say, hey, this is what you're going to rope. Man, I can't believe you condemned my steer. He's, he cost me $45 to rent him for the, for the week, and I, I got to go get another one. It cost me 500 for that steer. I got to get 500 out of him to make it work. And sorry. Well, and that's you know. that's what makes it so tough. From there's so many angles that we come from to put on a rodeo. The committee, right. the rodeo has a real strong tradition. Uh, tradition. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, like you look at Cheyenne, they they want that long score, and then right. we have rodeos like San Angelo, and they want it fast. Right. And, and so you've got all these these setups, and you're trying to really fit that. And uh, then with the stock contractors, uh, you know, I'll, I'll use Bobby Joe Hill. I, I think he's a great example because right. uh, it's just like you guys. You're talking to me earlier about. Uh, getting ready for the NFR. Kind of take me right. through that rundown as far as how you guys prepared the steers. So we were, I remember a long time ago, I think this is my, I don't even know. I got my first card in 96, my, my permit in 95, and my card in 96. So it's been a while. Right. And I remember back in the day, Mac Altizer would buy whatever, 200 steers, and them guys would go down there to South Texas and rope through them and pick their steers and, and, and I thought it was, I mean, I was, I grew up watching just NFR videos, so I thought it was good. And, and you know, about eight years ago, they, Matt Sanchez would bring a really fresh steer that hardly had ever been roped. Hey, a lot of guys like that, but the times aren't fast. My goal at the NFR is when I look up at the scoreboard after the 15th guy went, I don't want a leg placing. Right. Or, you know, this year, oh, it was only, what, four guys or four guys caught in the, t in the sixth round or five guys. Yeah very upset for me but the process is bobby joe buys 100 head of steers and he brings them so i moved to mineral wells so i live in the community now of all the guys that rope for a living and you got your lukes and your driggers and your chads and etc you as well so they he sends 100 head of steers and we we break them in we put three runs on them and we let them go rest and we come back about two weeks later and this year was kind of short because all the rain we got down there and we put another three runs on them like two weeks before we went to the finals and off to the finals they went. Now, when they got to the finals, they roped them two more times. They headed them one time and chased them out and the second time they came back and so we ended up with 60. Before they got in the truck to go to Vegas, there were 60 steers. Then after we roped them through the one time, uh, they the guys come back and they, they go at them. I mean, I want them to go at them one time before, just because you don't know. Right. One might stop. So then my, my my job ain't done. Then I get me a couple guys to go back to the back pins, and we start sorting according on how they ran in that building. And I set my three pins, and I have my five extras. Only three of those extras get to go every night up there, but there's five extras and 15 steers every night. And, uh, and then after that, we rope through the extras after every performance, and then... We, it was funny because I was a part of it this year. It's funny how in that building, my first extra ended up being my third extra by the seventh round because they changed so much in that building. So it's yeah, it's kind of like you've got to be paying attention. And, and, you know, when you get to the finals, those guys, that's their – that's their money-making rodeo. That's that's their that's their year. So it's, it's crazy how many guys are involved uh, to support what they're going to want to rope. And, and I'll have five or six guys back there helping sort and, and being a part of 
you know, the, the, the setting the pins and where are my extras because they, they want the best chance. Right. And that's what we're trying to do is give them the best chance. Well, and, and I think that it's important to remember that how, like, that's the production for the biggest rodeo right. of the year. So, right. you know, that's a lot of manpower and, and definitely not feasible to do it for all these other rodeos. And I think it's it's important to understand just like what you've done with Denver. And I thought, like, you were talking this a while back this year at one under with these steers, you know, that. I don't think they're bad steers at all, but if you go a longer score on steers in these smaller buildings, sometimes they get a little bit lost and want to step left, right. and so and it's this, and especially when they get two and three runs on them, right. and they, you know, you you get tough steers, and like over here at one under, and you guys get a little bit better roll and getting better chances at these rodeos, and, and and I think that's that's so important to understand is, hey, we're here at Denver, the measurements are this one under, and and then right. understanding when we go just like. You're going to go over to Rapid here and set in that barrier, you know, and, and right. talk to me about that, like the difference between a, like a Rapid City and a so, Tucson or something like that in California. So, so here at Denver, you know, I got to come, I had to go to the qualifiers, so I kind of saw the steers go, which it helped. A lot of times it's, I'm shooting in the dark. I really, I got to go by what they, some of the guys tell me, uh, the contractors, because sometimes the contestants only get to see steers. So I was lucky we didn't get to see steers before they went to the qualifier. And then at the qualifier, I just kind of shot in the dark, one under there, and it was pretty good roping. There was a lot of soft steers over there. They were a little full and fat, so then when they got here, they had them trimmed up a little bit. So I kind of left it at one under. I, I was fumbling with even, but there was a few steers. Like, I had one over there at the qualifier that run hard, and right. I had borrowed Caleb Driggers' horse, and I thought he was a good horse, and I was seven. So there was a couple that run, you know. So th then you take a rodeo like Rapid, Last year I had it, so it's almost like trial and error, really. Um, it, it, you know, by going and knowing myself and having my reps in play, I got 12 reps, one in each circuit. You know, we communicate a lot. So up there, last year I had it at one under, and it was kind of a, it was a little tough. Like, right. like I had one that tried, and I borrowed Logan Olson's mare, and she, she's a really good horse, and I was over halfway on this one that I had. So so from personal experience is how I try to set the barrier up. So this year I thought, you know what, same guy is bringing us to your same, he's, they've been to the same rodeos, he's kind of had the same program. So hey, let's try two under. It, Cause it's small. That I want to say it's about the size of the Thomas and Mack and it's just, a, the boxes are over to the right a little more. Right. But you know, it, like Judd Johnson told me last year, I can't believe you put the barrier one under at this little barn, <laughs> a little, Oh, uh, yeah, little barn. That's the and he's right. And he's a healer, but he kind of, yeah. I, so it's almost sometimes I got to suck my price. Hey, man, that screwed up. Let's let's go shorter if we're having the same situation. You know, like Fort Worth's a good example. We're fixing to go to Fort Worth in a couple of weeks. It's fixing to start this weekend. Their pride is one over. Yep. Man, when we roped them steers this week, because that's the other luxury about living where we live is, they sent them steers to Chad's, and we got to put a jackpot on them and rope through them and kind of soften them up a little bit. It's too long at one under, at one over. It, it, for that building, that setup, so it's like, that's what Fort Worth wants. And they're telling me, well, this is how much money we add. We, this is what we want. Hey, I'm sorry. I got to give the best chance for every individual that enters your road in the team rope to win something. I don't want to have eight guys in your perf getting outrun and uh, eight flat is winning the rodeo. That's not team rodeo. That's ranch rodeo. Right. So, so now I had to bargain with them. 
hey, would you do even? Because all they have, they, I don't say they can overrule me, which they, there was a little term here about last year where my say wasn't good enough, so the judges kind of just did what they wanted to. And they were, because the rule book was reading one thing, so we changed it around a little bit and negotiated with the judges, pretty much. So now it's like, hey, I have to negotiate at Fort Worth. Hey, I know it's three head. Can we do one? Can we do even instead of one over? Yeah. Okay, absolutely. Let's do one. Let's do even. You know, I'm saying that that they're going to say that, but it ain't started yet. They haven't called, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Well, and it's hard because I, I mean, I just from personal experience, I, I don't like one over inside, and the reason I don't like it is your strong steers get stronger and your weak steers are still weak. So right, you don't right. even have to score good on a loper. Right. You're going to win something. You can be four on a loper. I, the be, I, we were talking about it the other day. The best run I think I've ever made in my life, I was 14-5, and I broke the barrier at, uh, at Fort Worth. But it was one of those I seen the start on a really strong steer. Right. Everyone yelled, yeah, like I thought I was out. And I threw all of my rope. It was the, <laughs> one of the better headshots. My healer, like I was, it was a miracle <laughs> run. And right. I was like, and I didn't even look back and think I broke the barrier. And here I, and I ended up breaking the barrier. But I still felt right. like there was no, if I would have got out, I couldn't have caught the steer. Right. And I was just like, yeah, that's tough. That's tough oh, to swallow. You got to understand, like, uh, like we talked about it the other day. You know, and I don't mind mentioning names because they're they're great buddies of mine. I grew up roping around them. You, you know, you get guys like like Driggers and and Luke that have all this. They have for all the years been rodeoing. They've put back into their business and they're buying better horses. Okay, well, there's a group of guys that been in the rut, don't really have very good horses. So I got to make it even for Driggers and Luke. And there's 112 teams entered over there. I got to make it just as good for that 112th guy. Right. Because that's a circuit rodeo for them. Right. Okay. It's a, it, it's like we were talking about earlier about it. I want to do some changes if the PRC allows me because I feel like winter rodeoing is realistically for guys like us because we live in Texas. All the major rodeos are within 12 hours of us. Right. Okay. And then if we have $20,000 one, like you're pre on a pretty good start, hey, now there's a realistic chance with $20,000 and 65 rodeos, and I got the Reno in front of me. I'm going to enter Reno, and I'm going to go over the fourth, at least to Cheyenne, and see how that works. That's realistic. Those Now, guys like Driggers say, hey, I'm going from Odessa to Stephenville, however long that timeline is. I'm going from October to October. That's, I'm going to do that. And that's what he's going to do. Me and you are like, hey, we got one foot in the water and one out. And like, eh, we're just going to go as long as see how good. And there's the majority of the guys are like us. Right. There's a group of guys that, hey, they're all in. And there's a group of us that got one foot in, one foot out. So it's, I got to make it fair for everybody. Right. Well, and that's, this is the biggest challenge with roping is we have some guys in there like Driggers, Luke. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a ton to name, but right. those guys are they're roping for a living and they're adding the horsepower they're they have all, right. everything that you know you can set the barrier wherever they're going to figure it out and they're going to win and right. then and they're going to go all year long because that's how they make money right or me like I, I feel like I, i'm pretty i would say pretty relatable to the bot like whatever 35th down in the world standings because if i'm not doing well my 
my bankroll gets pretty low. Right. I've got to go home right. or I'm trying to season some horses as well. And so you're, you know, you're, I'm trying to give myself good opportunities right. to, to make the finals and to make money roping. But at the same time, right, that means I got to be really, really calculated with right. what I do. And, and one thing that I, I was real disappointed when it happened, but I, I can understand why, but like counting the money for the circuit finals, I thought I loved it because oh, I'm a great right. example this year. I, I had a good circuit finals right. and I didn't have a good year of rodeo last year, but I had a good circuit right. finals. So that gave me 7,000. I, I get to go to the Dodge finals, which counts as well, but it's just like this. I'm, I'm going to Rapid for the first time in my life. I'm also right. planning on California, which I hadn't been in four or five years. Right. And it's because of that one rodeo. Right. And now I'm, I mean, and that's what I think Driggers and Luke and all those guys want. They want more entries, more guys, because they're, they, you know, they're, they, right. they pride themselves on being the very best. And so the more teams, the more money, I mean, it right. just makes right. sense. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a huge picture and you know, it's, it, and, and part of my job is I got to accommodate everybody, which yep. is great. I'm, oh, we were talking about the other day. I feel like, like. I don't have any enemies, really. I get along with everybody. Right. I, I talk to everybody. I visit with everybody. And, you know, I, there's some guys that I would love to meet, like back in Utah and stuff, to some young kids. And I guess they don't – the younger generation is stuck on Facebook and stuff like that. So, hey, come up to me. Let's talk. What are, you, what are your thoughts? I mean, right. let, let's talk about it. Let, let's Because there's – you know, I'd rather let folks come up and talk to me and say, hey, we need to do this. What, what, do we, what do you think about this? Because it's something that might not even cross my mind or somebody else's mind. And, and it's, you know, I, I'm old. I'm 42. And I know a lot of the guys. And I'm comfortable talking to everybody. So, you know, like I told you earlier, it, it, general membership, it, hey, come approach me, man. I'm, I'm open for suggestions. If you think there's something wrong going on in your circuit that ain't working, I'll call my rep and we'll fix it. Right. You know, um, I got, you know, back east and in the northwest, just wherever, you know, it, it, and my phone's always on. It's never turned off. Well, and that's what's cool is that, you know, you're really upfront about it. You get paid to be a team roping director, you you know, and you'll, right. you'll tell everyone how much you make. But the big thing that you try to do is you don't pride yourself in, hey, this is how I want to do it. This is the right. way it is. You'll listen to, to anyone. I mean, right. I called you this summer about roping some steers that I didn't think were fair. Right. And you're like, hey, send me videos. Let's take care of right. it. Right. Let's take care of it. And, uh, and, that, and that's what I think is important to understand as well as like, there, there's a lot of things that I, I mean, I've rodeoed for a little bit now and I just like voting. Can you take me through the process of voting in the team roping director? That's not something I, I yeah, know anything so, about. So, if, uh, you know, like if you're like, I had a term already last year for two years and this is my I'm running for my second term. I just have to tell the office, "Hey, I, I want to run again." But if you're if you're a new candidate, you you have to get five votes to be nominated to to run and be part of the election. And then the voting starts. They're gonna send you uh, online or email uh, stating who you wanted to vote for. And if you don't have email, I was told, and I may be wrong when I say this, but I'm. I'm pretty sure this is how it works. You're going to be able to call the office and have the office take your card number and your vote through Procom. I'm 100% sure, or local line. And if not, they can direct you on how to do it the correct way. Right. Because there's a lot of guys, I didn't realize that there were still guys that had flip phones and <laughs> and, email, and no email. And I'm like, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know how to vote. I have a flip phone. Like, oh. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> 
That, that's a, I mean, that's the big challenge, I think, as, as ropers. And, you know, right. we're, we're making up 40% of the membership. And 40%. so we've got to, to kind of come together. And I think we do a good job. But it, there's so much more we can do to make the sport better. And, and I think that it just goes into the, the equal money and kind of the tour system and it's coming right. up. So, I think that's the one thing you were talking to me about is equal money in the team roping. And, and that's right. I the wilderness circuit. I get really frustrated because there are rodeos that I will go to that has 1,500 added or 2,000 added in the team roping right. and might have 7,000 or 8,000 added in the bareback or a rough stock, which, hey, I those guys need money. That, that sport's rough on them. And, right. But to me, I feel like it's it's a circle. It all kind of feeds right. each other. I, we need the bull riders. We need the bronc riders no, well, just yeah, as much as they need it's us. It's one wheel, and it has to turn. It's got to roll smoothly. Yep. If there's a bump in it. It ain't going to run smoothly. And that's that's basically what's going on with us now. You know, we had a big deal happen uh, last week where the, the tour, they have, a, there was 45 guys. There were, they wanted 60 rodeos to be a part of their tour, the million-dollar tour. But only 45 committees wanted to come up with equal money. And it's the their stipulations were 10000 added, and they had to give me equal money. And it took forever. Like, this started over the finals. And, I mean, we're almost February – but I, they were like, hey, what do you want to do? You want to pull the trigger on this tour? I'm not pulling the trigger. So finally, it prolonged. And luckily, I didn't have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So we waited. And now they just said, well, you know what? All 60 rodeos decided they were going to. So we got rodeos like Oakley. They're going to give us equal money that they were always just. That's awesome. You know, um, Moses Lake, Filer, Idaho. Uh, Gooding, Idaho, they're all going to have $10,000 a side in team reference. So we got $60 million tour rodeos that are going to hang. And that's what my, I took pride in. I said, hey, I don't want a rodeo to hang that name, million dollar tour, that added 3500 in the team rep. Right. No, it's not fair to us. We're 40% of membership. Hey, that's great. I, you know, Garrett Tanali did a great job getting us the equal money that we got until I got there. Hey, I feel like this is a feather in my head because I'm good friends with Gary and we've talked about stuff. And he thought Oakley was the biggest challenge for him because it was a, in the middle of the summer. They've always wanted to be a tour rodeo and they never wanted to give us equal money. So it's like, hey, that's a big challenge. And between me and him and I have other plans. I know we're always talking about the tour, but I have a vision for the circuit system that I'm going to bring to play to the office. And it's, hey, if amateur rodeo... Their finals pay $2,000 go-rounds, and, and we're at that right now. Right. But the difference is that we have a $500 card and a $300, I guess, $300 permit. I haven't had my permit since 96, so I don't know. So uh, why? what's the benefit of going pro rodeo? There isn't. Them guys can stay at home, row for $2,000 at the amateur rodeos at the same, you know, like us in the Texas circuit. You can just go amateur rodeo and, and rope for the same amount of money as you would be going to the circuit finals and not have to butt head with the top guys in the world. But if you had if you increased it to thirty two hundred dollars a go around at the circuit finals, how many more guys are gonna go, man? It's not that hard. You just gotta kinda buckle up and go to them circuit rodeos like you do amateur rodeo for more money and then get to go to the, the Dodge Finals in Kissimmee. So that there you gotta have a little bit of incentive a little more incentive than amateur rodeo there's you know right now we're not giving that to them right and i, I feel like once we get through that bar barrier now you're gonna see that we've had a loss i mean I, I i'm i'm pretty good to sharing with you like when 
Brett Tanazi was a director. He got paid twenty five thousand. I made right at fifteen thousand this year. So our it's forty dollars for a card, twenty dollars for a permit. That's the difference on the loss of membership that we've had in the last 10, 15 years. Uh, I don't really know what Garrett made. I think he made twenty. So we've decreased. We're making amateur radio grow, but we gotta figure out how to make it and I think if everybody gets on the same page and let's try to figure out how to hey get some of these committees you know hey you, you got a card if you know a committee member hey man i'm a team roper i know who you are you don't know who i am but this is what we do 90 percent of the no, i'm not gonna go with 90 i'm gonna let's go 65 percent of the committees don't know that we paid two fees right don't know it they think that we're like the bulldoggers we just have a helper <laughs> a lot of the guys think yeah, that a lot yeah. of committees hey i when I lived in Florida, I went to a circuit rodeo down there, and we got there early. I was roping with Jimmy Tanner. We're over saddling up, swinging up. Committee guy said, hey, man, how's your event work? I'm like, well, I pay a fee, and he pays a fee. And we rope for $500 added aside, and the other guys are roping for 1000 Really? I didn't. So you pay a fee, too? Well, yeah. And we got two rigs, our horse. Wow, we thought you were like the Bulldoggers, where you just mounted out and borrowed a guy and got you a guy over here to just help you. No. And that they're because they're city people. We go to major cities to their major rodeo to entertain them. But part of the committees are don't really know about the Western lifestyle. We do it because we live it in, we live it, eat and breathe it every day. But some of them guys don't don't see it. And so hey, if you got a PRCA card or a permit and you know a committee guy, Walk up to him and say, hey, man, it's 2019, man. You've been adding $500 at it. You had $500 aside for the last 10 years. You think you can kind of, let's go $750. let us change it up a little bit. <laughs> you know, just a little more. And if little by little, the word gets out, and we're going to beat this. I know we are. I, I, I can see I can see us beating it. I really can. Well, and I think there, there's so many ways when, when you talk about that, like creating relationships with the committee. If there is things like sometimes the rodeos, they, they have activities there, being involved, getting to meet someone, right. or even if it's just someone helping, shaking their hands. Right. I, I think that's a, it's really important, uh, even just how you conduct yourself in the arena. When right. I mean, if you can be classy and, 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 and do that and try to act like the guys right. like, Trevor and Caleb. I mean, when those guys are not having success, right. they still are a class act. And, un are. and understanding that, because I mean, it. No one wants to see a team roper throwing the rope and and doing that. And it's just. I mean, no, I think that that's well. That's yeah, a it gives us thing. a bad rap. Yep. You know, when it, it it gives us a bad rap in rodeo period. Right. You know, a lot of guys do it. They feel comfortable doing it. I've never been that guy. I don't. And you know. I've never made the NFR, never won a gold buckle, but I thought, hey, the least I can be is be respectful and, and, and do my job, win, lose, or draw. I'm going to ride out of this arena because, you know, I had an old guy tell me one time, it doesn't matter. They can take rodeo away from you, and all you got is you. So be yourself. Yep. Don't, don't, don't be better than anybody else because you think you're better in this arena. This other arena is more important than that arena. Right. So, you know, be respectful. You know, don't. And they're kind of cracking down on it. You know, I get, I get to sit in meetings a lot with these judges that are tired of the harassment. Oh, and man. they're they're hey, getting steep with it. I'm telling you what, I've seen it this summer, and it 
made me so upset. I won't say anyone's names, no. but there was there. And, and Crossfire is obviously it's such a judgment call, and you see it. Right. But it, it's a really good example. Is these judges are getting hung for making a Crossfire well, call, and, and it can be a bad call, or and it can you be know, a good call, right? And, and you know that, that that's another thing that I work on, and I I feel like I'm pretty good friends with a lot of judges. Like, I, even though I had an ordeal over here at Denver with a bad judgment call, I. I just got off talking to them, just explaining to them why it was a bad call because they really didn't know that Denver was an American qualifier and a lot of the guys don't enter that part of it. Right. So any catch, you know, is a catch. So, but basically it's like, you know, I, that's another part that I do that I, I have to sit down with Chris Horton and the gang up there with the judging department and go look and send them videos like there were some bad calls last year and the year before. Right. And it's, you know, they. I'm trying to teach them how to see the crossfire. I feel bad sometimes because it's like, man, I, how can you keep messing this up? How can, you know, and I can, I, I'm not saying I'm a great flagger, but I can tell you, and hey, you know what? There's some of those calls that uh, I'm going to throw names out there. Joseph Harrison in the finals. When it happened, I'm like, man, I got, because that's part of my job too. I got to point the flagger to finals, and I think Harry is a great flagger. Right. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I went to the room that night, and I had Joseph send me the video, and I said, hey, I need to see that video. And he sent me, I think, two or three different angles. And, man, it's one of those deals that it was like, me and Joseph saw it different, and I had to slow-mo it, fast-forward, and I'm like, I don't want to make that call. Right. I, I I wouldn't mind to, but it's like, ah, that's a tough call. And, and I, I also, I, I have a good relationship with a lot of the judges to where, hey, this is what you guys do for a living. You know, you don't have another job. Some of the judges, the, 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 the A judges, they, that's what they do for a living. Hey, let's go home and study this. This is a big deal. Right. Let, let's, this, is, this is huge because, you know, I, I, and I got great friends at Rope that try to throw fast. I'm like, hey, man, we're so disappointed because we work so hard to master that shot right because there's so many guys that are good at it like junior and petska those guys are phenomenal at that shot it's amazing and it it's really like is. hey those guys are good at it you know you're ryan you're ryan Motes is, they, they they practice that and, and they get to the rodeo drive 12 hours put 300 dollars in entropy and practice that shot for a week or their whole career they take the shot and they get penalized for it hey guys we got to learn you know that this is this is the shot that they're working for, right? You know, and I think just being constructive with it, and that, that's the hardest thing. And one thing I, I think is important, and I've I've learned is when a judge makes a call that you don't agree with, what right. what is actually the correct process, and what do you think would be a process that you could handle it? So you're probably never well, you got to understand if they make a call, you're probably you're not getting it back. No. So how can we set it up to where yeah. in the future? What, what what would be a good idea? And what would they you don't want to have reruns because they think that they're gonna gonna be a, a guy or two. So that the rules are in a state because of prior years somebody trying to take advantage of something. So they don't really give much reruns because they think that we're trying to do something shady. Right. So, but at the same time, it's like. We have to figure out how to fix it somehow and educate the judges and go, hey, man, this is what we're looking for. This is what you have to look for. 
and please practice it you know there's so many different angles and shots and it's it's frustrating it, it, it is because you know like I said I, I think I can make the call but it's hard because and I don't know how we can fix it it's one of those things that um, it's like it is it's a judgment call and, and, and then when you get mad when you get mad because they flagged you out don't go up there in the middle of performance or the slack and try to wring their butts for anything because that's when they'll turn around and find you Right. The correct, proper thing to do is leave the arena as soon as the event's over. Say, hey, can we speak after the rodeo? And they will take the time and speak to you after the rodeo. Right. And there's, you know, you, you got guys that get hot-headed and want to cuss and, and ride up there and point the finger like, hey, don't do that. Because it's going to cost you in the long run. I agree. They're going to they're gonna find you anywhere from 2500 to 5000 Just leave the arena. And when you make eye contact with them and say, hey, can we talk about my run when you get a chance after the rodeo? And they'll sit down and talk to you. Well, and, and I think what's what's important to understand about that is, you know, you, you are building a relationship and you open the doors. Um, I, I, had a, I had one this year. Like I said, I was at the rodeo, and I'm not going to say any names, anything like that, but there was a crossfire call right before us. And it, right. I don't think it was a good call, but they threw a fit in the arena. I mean, I was trying to ride in the box and couldn't for minutes. Right, right. I mean, and this is during a slack. And the only two things I could think was, what does the committee think about this guy throwing a fit? Right. In, in, and I just don't think there's any any room for it. And and I can see the frustration. And right. I understand. And and it's and, frustrating. It's, and I know that it, there's got to be something done about it. There's got to be some repercussion to it for the judges for not educating themselves on such an easy call. Right. Um, but at the same time, just think about this. You know, if it happens in a major rodeo that already gives us equal money, it's not really good anyway. Because like a tour rodeo, they probably can't take the equal money away from us. So they don't want to. But you, you're, you're looking at a rodeo that is trying to grow. And they're giving us, like you said, a, a rodeo in Utah in the Wilderness Circuit that adds 3500 in the team roping, but 10000 in the other events. And you throw a fit. And the committee sees it. They're like, man, those team ropers, they're just yeah. always holding up my rodeo. We don't really need to, you right. know. And most of those rodeo, co- rodeo committees have the money to give us equal money. They just, there's not a rule in the state right now. Hey, every year for the last two years, and I'm pretty sure for the last 10 years, other directors have said, hey, they want to have a mandatory, we put a, a proposal in, mandatory equal money. Yeah. And they get shot down all the time. <laughs> every year. Every year. <laughs> I, I put it, I've tweaked it. I think the last I've I've had to, I've put it in there three different ways, two years in a row. I've and every way I word it, it's like, hey, like I had a huge one, and this is kind of another feather in my hat that I would take. Um, so last year I just wanted to be equal with the other time events. Yeah, just equal with the other time events. If they bulldog calf rope for ten thousand or, or, or eight thousand, I want eight thousand. Let them guys. I get it. They the rough style guys sell tickets. We create membership. Right. So that's all I wanted. I want to be equal with them guys. That's it. Yep. No. I'll tell you what we'll do. If they give you equal now, we won't let them take it away from you. Oh, okay. It's not what I wanted. Right. But okay. So so a lot of, I think there was 180, 130 rodeos that got grandfathered in. And there were all rodeos that added less than a thousand bucks. Yeah, because I have another proposal. It says if you, if you, 
there's no rodeo that should add less than a thousand dollars. No, any no no pro rodeo less than a thousand dollars added. Right. And they've shot that one down too. And that's tough. And and I think Manny, it just goes back to hey, how how can we create better relationships? Just so everyone knows, we're we're at Denver in the stalls, hanging right, out doing this. So if you hear hearing these these horses, but uh, you know, it's it's all about good relationships with the committee. Right. I mean, there's so many. I, we do not understand. I, I think 90% of team ropers don't understand what it takes to actually put on a rodeo. But like, there there might be queens out here, two weeks prior to the rodeo, going golfing or something right, with right, the, right. with the committee that's helping get added money and. And and you just like take something like that for granted, like you see a queen or something, you don't you don't think about what their job actually right. entails and the relationships they, they create, yeah. and and so I think it's just us as a whole. How can we create and grow and, and do that? And I think that's important to understand. Right. So having the goals of equal money is I, it would be a huge thing, oh, and I so, would love it. Yeah, it's so huge for us. I mean, we're I mean it's 2019. I've been rodeoing since '96, and. There's some roads you go to, it still pays the same thing. Yeah. The yep. same money. And then you got guys like, well, don't support it. <sighs> the way the system is set up, you have to kind of go. Right. You kind of have to go support that $500 so you can get your circuit rodeo in. You know, and it's going to get better. I, I feel well, like, I feel uh, like uh, I got to, that, that, that's the other reason why I take pride in this job is, there's a great group of guys that I get to work with. Like, I'm really good friends with Matt Reeves and Jerome Schneeberger and J.P. Wickett and Troy Pruitt's on the board and J.P.'s now on the board. Hey, I got a really good phone relationship with Jacobs Crawley and, and, and some of those guys, uh, you know, Cody Whitney and the Bull Ride. I, I really like talking to those guys over the phone or in person and, and, and hey, let's come up with a good idea. Right. Oh, and, and it's – I feel with the group of guys we got there sitting right now, we're we're all on the same page right you know like i'm gonna throw it out there cheyenne didn't get approved because of the horse riders and the time event but it was sweet for the bull riders but that cody whitney is a stand-up guy like he's like hey he said hey I, he was funny i'll tell you this one real quick he said i got a ranch in oklahoma that i work he says every morning we do a little bronc riding because my horse is bucking and by the time when I saw him, we do a little bronc riding. Right. He said, and then we do a little racing out there, getting warmed up. He said, and then we do a little tripping or calf roping. He said, not one time in my job description do we do ride a bull. He yeah. said, but rodeo's rodeo, and we got it all stick together. So, I mean, he has stand up for a bull rider to be on our side. Well, and, and I think that that's, that's what we got to understand is, hey, there might be a bad call on the team roping and stuff like that. So, hey, we've got to help a judge make the call correctly right. because bareback riders, these rough stock guys, I think they have it very tough as well with judging oh, because a judge that can do all of these things. And then so there's just so many aspects. We, we've got to understand, right. like, hey, you know, how can we work together on things and, and, and get a – I didn't know how bad we, we – I don't know how bad they had it until this year. I didn't know that in the wintertime – they literally get on not the very good horses. Right. Like Houston, you're going to get on a colt. Fort Worth, you got to get on so many, there's not enough good horses out there. And they're always fighting for those 50 good horses. And, of course, the best horses, you you know, you don't want to get hurt. you got a longevity career. So it's not very good. Right. So it's like they, they're wanting to get on the good horses and not some of these colts is going to get you hurt. And I'm like, man, are you kidding me? And we're worried about the steer that stopped. Yeah. Which... These guys are worried about yeah, it. one that can like, end your career. You know, like the other day I was at Odessa, and they're like, oh, yeah, all these bulls are two years old, three years old. I'm like, I was talking to Benny Butler. I'm like, they don't buck. 
they're out there. They spent so it's it's a big wheel, and it and I'm sure them stock contractors make money. I'm sure they do because they got nicer rigs than I do. So, but you know, at the same time, it's like they spread us thin, and it's we got to stick together. Right. If there's a bubble in a tire, yeah, it ain't gonna roll right. We got to keep that right, that tire rolling smoothly. And and I think that's that's. The whole point of this conversation is, right. hey, we, we've got to, you know, we're growing. And, and just like the tour system that's coming in place, and there's been a lot of stuff that's happened. And the PRCA is, I'm, I'm super excited how they've, the last five years, it seems like it has went the right direction. And, and it's, you know, there's always blowback in certain ways. And, you know, you you, you wish it would go quicker. But, yeah. I mean, it's 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 just <laughs> like that. How, how many rodeos again are the tour? for the- 60. There's 60 million dollar tour rodeos right and that all add ten thousand aside in the team roping and just do i'll use this one as an example because i'm pretty familiar with it good in idaho that rodeo i mean they sell it out and they're growing it right that that committee they want to be a great rodeo right and they've went from you know a few thousand added to now they're going to be ten thousand ten thousand that is amazing right and and that's what we want and you know that that's a great great thing to see is that those guys are they're doing their best job to right. have put on a good show to get everyone a great chance and, and you know that's that's all we can really ask for. right right you know that, that, that's huge I, I like when they said that to me last week i thought are you sure <laughs> i don't know Ten thousand? like yeah like are you not excited let me see it on paper because <laughs> yeah. you know you, you get misled sometimes and you know like there was word before the finals that Calgary was going to come, and I'm like, man, a hundred thousand dollar rodeo. Well, they're talking, and they're talking, and they said, hey, that's better than it's been for 50 years. They've never talked about yeah. going pro rodeo. Now we get Houston back. There's some things that I love about Houston, and some things that I don't jive. Yeah, because they're not using the PRC rulebook, or they're not using the PRC century central or central entry system. Uh, you know. The American, I love it. I, I really do, with the exception of a couple of things. You know, I'm, they're going to let the crossfire go at the American right. for an NFR spot. I don't like it, but I wish in my lifetime, I got a kid that's 15 and a daughter at 16, that I have made an impact rodeo where there was at least 30 rodeos that paid $50,000. Right. Honestly. And it's out there because you know how it is with our jackpots that we go to. You got guys like Brandon Webb and 3S Services and all these guys that help us out and add 10000 here, 20000 here. And, you know, a lot of guys are stepping up and, and adding. And there's a lot of great jackpots that we go to that are in the same. They either they jackpot and rodeo. Right. So they can – I just think that it's, it's going to grow because it's – they're finally – everybody's a team roper. Everybody. When they quit riding bulls – a team rope. Right. When they quit roping calves, a team rope. So it, it's it's a little slower than I thought. I mean, you got to understand. I, I I won my first circuit title in 2000, and team roping was not mandatory. Right. I had been in the Great Lake circuit, and I had to go to seven. I had seven circuit rodeos in a circuit that had 80 rodeos. <laughs> Gosh dang. So it's it's been a long ways now, but it's hey. The money's out there now. I know it is. Let's yeah. let's put it up and let's let's go with equal money, and let's make this thing awesome. Well, and too, and I, equal money and how we're how we're going about it. I, I really like it, and and it's just like this. We're talking like tier systems, and it's kind of getting in place. And what I think's hard right now, there's there's kind of a 
a gap, we got a lot of World Series barriers. And so what that means is the younger generation is getting a lot of World Series starts, which, right. you know, I agree with it. I, I like it for the older guys. But the problem I see is those kids that are amateuring and, and wanting to get into the pro rodeos and the circuit rodeos, you know, we've got the All-American. Well, then it counted for the world standing. So right. all your top 15 guys started going to these smaller rodeos. Correct. And that made it really tough to win at those rodeos. Right. And so you've got all of these little things like, hey, how can we get these guys where – I, you know, when you start going even start, and right. the pro, the pro rodeos are way different. Right. I mean, it's just com- it's there's well, nothing give, like it compared. I mean, you, even most amateurs. You, know? you give an even start on a kid that is just starting out versus a Caleb Driggers that's got all this money invested in outstanding head horses, or Brandon Webb that's got great horses. That kid still don't have a chance. Yeah, it's it's me tough. Which it take I they I gotta split hairs. I gotta kind of. Yeah, that's the tough part about it. Right. Because, you know, I forever took pride in having good horses. So now this year I've had to go, I'm not saying they're bad, but I had to go to a horse that doesn't run as hard and I'm using my rope a little more because you don't rope that way no more with having a fast horse. you got to have a quicker, cheaty kind of head horse to win more nowadays. Where back in the day you wanted something to score and blow to them where you didn't have to reach all the time. To be consistent now, it's not that way no more. It's evolved. There's guys like Tyler Wade. He throws fast at the five-headers. Right. Like me and Clay Trainer were talking today about how fast his jackpots are getting over there where we live. And it's like, man, I, he said, like last week, I had the luxury of winning second, and he won first. And, and I felt like on five steers, I went at every steer. Yeah. I never had a chance to go lay up. Yeah. We, and, uh, it's getting fast. No matter where you set the barrier, they're throwing no matter what, and it's and when they connect, they're winning first. Well, that's what's so amazing. We we actually filmed the roping for X Factor, and it's just it's just a Tuesday afternoon roping. Right. Fifty teamer, forty two. I think it's fifty. 50 team. Oh yeah, fifty two teams. Yeah, fifty two, yep. and it is unreal how tough the roping is yep. and how aggressive you got to be, and and so that's you know you're trying to set it up where guys can get in there and make money roping. And, uh, and then the best guys in the world right. can continue to make a living. And that's. And I guess that's part of the reason, like, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of where I live now because I get to see the guys that are working at it and where they're at because it's like, hey, there's a lot of guys that rope good in this country, but there's a lot of guys that rope good in one area right, right there where we live. And, and it's, I get to see it, and I'm like, man, this guy's – What's he been eating, man? <laughs> yeah. He's throwing at the first go-round. Yeah. Like, yeah. You watch T-Way Jackpot. Three, co- three like, calls man. back in the first one. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, well, Manny, kind of wrap things out. Um, you know, the one thing you want to be is accessible to all team ropers. So right. where I'm, we will have this on the podcast and, and okay. everywhere your information. Where would be the best way to reach you, especially for contestants? My phone number and my email address is in the PSN every month. Okay. So just call me, email me, text me. If I don't answer my call, within the five, six hours of my day, I'll return a text message or call you. Right. And that's, and that's the one thing. I, I, I know that you will. Uh, for my, like myself, I, you know, we wrote some steers that were real bad this summer at a rodeo. And, right. uh, and there was kind of a couple loopholes on why they got to keep, keep going to another few rodeos. Right. And I, and I send you a text after I roped them. 
and I had a layup on a steer and I had an easy chance and then two or three steers after that it's no one has chances and right. I and I send you a text and I'm I'm frustrated <laughs> and, and then you call me and talk about it and you're like you tell me what you're going through right. and how you're trying to do it so well Manny um, I we will we'll have your email everything on there Perfect. Uh, about to start over here so uh, I right. really appreciate no, it thank and you for uh, having me. I, enjoy no, I think it. you're doing a great job and I'm excited where okay. everything's going all right well thank you thanks thank you